you're listening to a Two Jackets podcast. Check out more at twojackets.com. Welcome to Sham Fiction, the podcast where we break the first rule of fan fiction, that you have to be a fan to write it. We're Two Jackets Productions. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Marcus. Here's the format. Each installment, Andrew, Eric, or Marcus will be presented with a media franchise that they are unfamiliar with and challenged to write fan fiction about it. We'll start by giving the author some basics, like characters, overarching plots, and those special elements that make each franchise great. The author will then take this info, throw out what they don't like, add a generous helping of creative license, and come back ready to read their masterpiece for all of us to enjoy. It's fan fiction written by non-fans. It's sham fiction. This week's author is Eric. All right, what's it going to be? Tell me what I'm writing. I'm so excited. Oh, man. Eric, this is episode one of Sham Fiction. This is this is a big one for us. This is our christening episode. We're launching the ship, and we had to, we had to do it right. We had to send this ship off right. So we are christening Sham Fiction with an excellent, excellent series of television called... Lost. Never heard of it. Oh, now I know that what you're talking about. Was the title slowly fading in and out of focus on a black background? Oh man, you can already you can already feel the mystery just from that. Oh man, so yes, this is Lost. This uh, just oh, just really quick before we get into it, if you're listening, so this is your spoiler alert. We're gonna be getting into Lost. We're not gonna get too deep into Lost. We're talking, you know, early season one here to set Eric up, but we'll be spoiling some bits there for the pilot. So if you've seen none of it, just know that going into it. Yeah. Part of the fun of Lost is is the mystery. So everything, everything in Lost is a mystery. So by the very nature of talking about it, we are spoiling some of that suspense. But the show came out over a decade ago. So I think we're in safe territory. Oh, gosh, don't remind me of that. You know, so oh, my goodness. It been has warned. been. I think they've been plenty warned. Eric's managed not to see it. Are you Are you upset about spoilers, Eric? Yeah, I, I can't say that I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! After this description, after you write this thing, you're gonna dive right in. You're You're the mystery. It's gonna hook you. But how am I going to write season two sham fiction lost if I watch it? No, you gotta stop it. Season one, right. you gotta stop. <laughs> okay. You can't You okay. can't know the end. All right. So yes, this is lost. This is. The, a television program that aired on ABC from 2004 to 2010. It was produced by Bad Robot, which is J.J. J. J. Abrams and Brian Burke. Um, Touchstone Television for the first couple of seasons and ABC Studios. Um, it was written by Damon Lindelof. I should say the pilot was written by Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams. You might know that name. Popular dude. Both of them. Uh, and Jeffrey Lieber also got a credit. Um, yeah, Jeffrey Lieber was writing another show for ABC that was a real survival drama thing, and then got co-opted when ABC said, nah, you should do weird shit. And that's where they went with it. They brought in Lindelof and Cuse and J.J. Abrams, and he's, Lieber still got the production credit and won awards because his name is there as one of the creators of Lost. So, sweet gig. Yeah. He, that, that really paid off <laughs> for that guy. Um, so yeah, th- this show was run by uh, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse for um, its entire running time. Those guys were at the head of it. They were the captains of the ship. Um, the pilot was directed by J.J. Abrams, um, and Jack Bender was also a director for like a majority of the episodes. That guy directed like over 20 episodes of the show. And it's starring Matthew Fox, Evangeline Lilly... Of the Hobbit fame, Eric. Yeah, that should entice yeah, you a little I, I, bit. Okay, it's it's Tariel the Elf. I get it. Yes, and tying it back into that, <gasps> Dominic Monaghan. Is that Mary Brandybuck? Brandybuck. Oh yeah, yeah girl. bringing in the rings. Now I know yeah, what I'm talking there's about. There's a lot of rings on this. This is gonna there's be some... this is gonna be a crossover fanfic where I bring oh. the Lost and they're in Middle Earth. It's gonna be fantastic. I mean. It's pretty Uncharted, so maybe it's middle. <laughs> and Nathan we'll Drake to too. You. You're promising me Nathan Drake of Uncharted. Oh my gosh, you're getting off topic. Uncharted is a work, not a video. Well, like it is also a video game franchise. Anyway, it's also starring Terry O'Quinn, Naveen Andrews, Josh Holloway, Emily DeRaven, Yunjin Kim, and Daniel Day Kim. It's a big cast. 
but all of those people should be mentioned because they're pretty much the major cast for uh, the first season. Just a little fun fact, again, the pilot came out in September of 2004. At the time, this was the most expensive television pilot ever produced. Wow. It cost $14 million. This is going to be the most expensive sham fiction ever produced. I can almost guarantee it. You better type those Mostly by default. (laughs) We want to see all that money on your Uh, page, Eric. (laughs) Keep the money on On the the page. page. Gotcha. All right, and right now, even though the show has been done for over 10 years, or excuse me, five years, oh my gosh, let's not get ahead of ourselves there, <laughs> um, you can now stream it on Netflix. Even though I own the DVDs of season one, I still watched it on Netflix because it's HD. <laughs> and of man. course, you can buy it on Amazon. Good man. Uh, the genre here, what we're dealing with, mystery, mystery. drama, and of course, adventure. And mystery, mystery. drama, adventure. And mystery again. And an extra helping of mystery. Thank you, Marcus. It's all (laughs) a part of the mystery. (laughs) It'll all pay off one day, right, guys? Right? Yeah. Right? Right? No spoilers. Uh, So... (laughs) We, we wanted to do Lost because this was a show that Andrew and I watched together in college in our early days as friends, I guess. Uh, no, we were friends. That part's not... <laughs> we bonded. No, just, you know, part of the early days. And what was great about Lost is it really captured the imagination. There were so many ways that it could go, and some people are disappointed that it didn't go those ways. But at the beginning, it was full of hope. It was full of possibility, and that's why we're really excited to see you write it, Eric. All right. Oh, man, it- and watching it again, watching I watched the first three episodes, that show just hooks you. Like, after watching the third one, I wanted to just keep going <laughs> and continue watching the show, because I, lo- I just I fell in love with it again. Um, it's such a great start to the show. It's so rich in character, and again, the mystery, the central mystery of everything. That's just, it's so much fun. So, let's get into the setup here. Let's talk a little bit about what we're dealing with. What is lost other than a mystery drama adventure mystery i'm dying to know (laughs) i i I bet you are i bet you are i can see gosh you're just eager i'm just looking at your face you got pen to paper ready to write your notes it's like you got god just look at you look at the oh my goodness that's terrifying (laughs) i'll stop making faces at you all right i'm sorry all right this is not a video podcast but i think we described that enough it was terrifying yeah just like the mystery kind of like the arc of the company it's best that you're turning away from it uh dear listeners Uh (laughs) (laughs) all right so the setting of lost um let's 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 kind of set this up so it's set on an uncharted island i'm using that word again not to be confused with the popular video game franchise an uncharted island somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. We're not sure where. Who knows? It's a mystery. And also various places around the world because the show is really steeped in flashbacks for all the characters. So the structure of the show is kind of island, flashback to this character and their past. Um, so the general plot, we'll get into that first, and then we'll start. We'll talk a little bit about characters. So um, Oceanic Flight 815 crash lands on this island. It's on its way. It's departing from Sydney, Australia, on its way to Los Angeles, California. But it has crashed on this island, and we find out that it's crashed thousands of miles off course. So any search parties that are looking for these folks, they're looking in the wrong place. They're, they, they have no idea where they are. Um, so the surviving, we find that out very quickly. The surviving passengers, they have to band together and to survive, to kind of set up rules for this kind of... Like, they're not trying to start a civilization. They're just trying to survive and get through it and find a way to get off the island. Um, Which is not easy to they, do uh, when you're lost thousands of miles off course. You can't just hop on a raft. There, There's explosions. That's where some of the money went. The sh- uh, plane explodes a bunch, like a bunch. And a, bunch. a lot of people die. It explodes. It keeps exploding. It explodes it, again. It explodes and then it a lot. Explodes Eric. again. Yeah. Wow. So everybody died. No, no. Surprisingly, uh, quite a few people lived through the crash. So who, who do we got? Who's who's our main guys? Yeah. So our the main characters. First guy that we start with is Jack. Jack is a doctor. I believe, and they don't really cover it too much in the pilot, so I might be blanking a little bit. But I believe he's a surgeon, isn't he? 
Marcus. He is a surgeon. Yes, he's absolutely yeah. a surgeon. Yeah. He tells and a story about surgering early that's on. That's right. Yes, <laughs> in a very great scene. The first scene that he shares with our other major character, uh, Kate, played by Evangeline Lilly. I should mention that Jack was played by Matthew Fox, if you just need to picture that. Yeah, that that'll, uh, that'll, that'll be obvious in the prose. Yes, yeah, you can describe him, you know. He's very intense. <laughs> um, and then Kate is played by Evangeline Lilly. Um, she is... I mean, they're all a bit of a mystery. All these characters themselves, not just the All island. part of the mystery, Eric, remember that. <laughs> these it's characters. all part of the mystery. Sure. And they're part of it. They're, they are no exception. None of these characters are an exception from that mystery. Um, so Kate, um, she is drawn to Jack almost immediately. The two of them have a connection. Um, it's a bit romantic, but it's also just kind of this mutual respect for one another. Um, she stitches him up because he's got this really nasty cut on his back and he can't it's reach It's a real meat-cute. Oh, it's great. It's a great meat-cute over blood and, and suturing with, with just, you know, thread that's been lying around. Um, other characters that are, are important that you should know about Sawyer, which upon this revisit was like one of my favorites that I didn't really recognize. Um, I think it took a while for me to realize that watching the show back then. But Sawyer, um, who's kind of this uh, aggressive southern gentleman, um, he's kind of this is this is kind of our love triangle in the show between these three characters. Um, Jack is you know he's the kind of de facto leader. He kind of takes on the leadership role while Sawyer is kind of the renegade bad boy who he's always, he kind of wants to be the leader, but nobody trusts him because he's always a little bit intense about everything. He swears a lot. He's kind of racist. Um, he's also uh, a pretty but, hot kind of beach guy dude who has his shirt off all the time. So don't write him with a shirt on at any point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Marcus, who else do we got? All right. We've got Hurley. Hurley uh, is one Hurley. of the best parts of the show. Yeah, he is a big guy, he's a, he's a fluffy guy, and he's the comedic relief, a bit of the soul of the show, got long hair, he's just a lot of fun. Uh, there's Charlie, who's played by Mary Ander Brandybuck, uh, or Dominic <laughs> Monaghan, if Close. you prefer. Yeah, I'm, I'm really good. Better than uh, Brandybuck, okay. <laughs> so... Charlie, he was in a band called Drive Shaft. He has a hit song <laughs> uh, called, yeah, yeah, Drive Shaft. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and that we found the topic for our that story. It's definitely written. Right. Drive yep. Shaft. Uh, it's, it's a British band. He has a song, You All, Everybody. So you make sure all that's, everybody. that's in there. Uh, there's Claire, <laughs> who's the Australian woman who has a baby. There's Michael. Who's, pregnant. She's pregnant. She doesn't have she's, a baby. She's pregnant. she's pregnant. Yeah, she's got a baby in her. And mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's Michael who has his son Walt on the island. Is it's kind of a strange son. The son lives with uh, his mother. So Walt's a ten year old boy, uh, and Michael's trying to bond with him. And who else? We got a couple more characters here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll wrap it up. So there's uh, John Locke who is. Probably the most mysterious figure here early on. He uh, The show doesn't spend a lot of time with him. Um, he's a tall, bald man. He's got striking blue eyes. He's just very, not ominous, but mysterious figure um, who kind of hangs out on his, uh, on his own. And the only character he has a lot of connection with is Walt, Michael's son, uh, the, the, the boy. Uh, and then there's Rose, um, who is, um, and, and I wouldn't say elderly, but she's like, middle-aged um, African-American woman who's very sweet and is kind of the heart of the gang. She, but also no nonsense. She's kind of the, she takes on the mother role in a, in a lot of ways for, for the group. She's She's great. holding out hope that her husband is still alive. Although he's not with any of the survivors. Yes. And then Bernard, uh, Bernard that's his name. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. And then um, another couple, uh, or I should say husband and wife, uh, son and Jin, who are uh, Korean, and at this point in the show, um, we only hear them speak Korean. Like, they they don't speak a lick of English, as far as we know. Um, so there's kind of that communication barrier with the two of them. They're, uh, at least Jin, the husband, uh, is very strict and won't let... It ha- keeps Sun on a really short leash and seems very dominant over her, and she's kind of meek and um, quiet. 
And then the other major characters, which you can spend My maybe God. a little bit of time on, but who cares? My uh, God. Are, are, Bo- are Boone and Shannon. Uh, uh, they're, 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 the, they're the, they're, you can skip them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had forgotten they were on the show. So if, if they're in there, kill them. Uh, Boone and Shannon, brother and sister. Oh man! Oh wait, wait! I just realized we got it. There's one person we have not covered that we absolutely have to cover. Saeed. Saeed oh, is yeah. awesome. He is an Ira- he, he is a former Iraqi soldier. He fought in the Gulf War, um, or not the Gulf War? Excuse me. In the um, yeah, it was the, Gulf the war. war in Iraq. It was it was the the, the that, second that's, one. That's a Gulf War. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Second got Gulf it, War. Yeah. Um, but for the Iraqis, um, he was yeah. he was on the Iraqi side, and he uh, he is another character who's kind of like the handyman. He was a communications expert, I believe, in the military, so he's like kind of their guy that they're leaning on to get the communications going. And of course, um, there's tension between kind of races, redneck Sawyer and Saeed, because uh, uh, Sawyer suspects that Saeed may have been the reason for the plane crashing. Sure, but Saeed is not um, like uh, he again. There's mystery in everybody, but immediately he's a very sweet person, very um, active in trying to get them off the island. Um, I, I, I'm really glad we didn't forget him because he's one of my favorites for the show. Oh, absolutely, and Naveen Andrews does such a good job with that role. Yeah. All right. So the tone of this thing, it's you know again, like I think we've hit it on plenty. It's it's mysterious. It's kind of dark and dramatic. But because it's you know has that J.J. Abrams you know he's he was a bit he was involved in that this the making of this pilot in a big way. There's plenty of levity and compassion in all of the characters, um, so it can be dark. But you know the the tone of the show there's plenty of lightness in there as well. That's kind of one of the big themes of the show is the battle between you know dark and light, but also like hope and hopelessness for these survivors. So, but- as for what you're going to be writing about, there are a couple big things that happen in this pilot that you can either base scenes around or you can do it after all these things have taken place. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is there's this giant kind of monster noise going on in the forest. Whoa. We don't see a monster, but we hear a monster noise. Sounds kind of like a dinosaur, sounds like an engine. We don't know what it is, but it is killing people. So no one has seen it. It is killing people. Uh, we're afraid of it. That's a big mystery. Oh boy. Uh, the other thing is they wander into the woods and there is a flippin' polar bear. Polar bear! On a tropical island thousands of miles away from anywhere. And, of course, they immediately kill it with a handgun that they had taken from a deceased U.S. Marshal. Oh, Natch. So, Natch. Man yeah. one, nature zero. Yeah. Take that, We're polar winning. idiot. <laughs> um, another big uh, thing in the pilot that happens is that um, Jack, Kate, and Charlie go to investigate the cockpit, which has crashed in deeper in the forest. Um, and in the cockpit, they find one survivor, and that's the pilot of the plane. Um, Who gets immediately monstered. Immediately oh murdered by the monster. But we still don't see the monster. He's still a mystery, but we know he's big because the pilot lands in a tree and he's like thrown like 50 feet. Hmm. Um, but they get a transceiver uh, from the from the cockpit of a plane and Saeed and Kate lead a group up to a high spot on the island and they turn on the transceiver once they get um, the, a signal and they hear a repeating signal um, or a communication that's just on repeat and it's counting and it's been counting. They find out after they kind of add it up the length of the communication and the number of times that it's been repeating for 16 years. And yeah, it's the, the same signal thing. saying, Help, I'm trapped. Uh, I'm stuck on this island. Everybody's I hope dead. This last seven seasons, you know, big paycheck for ABC. <laughs> those, those, those are the types of things that it says. Oh, man. No, it's it's such a great moment. It's like that's Fantastic. the moment when you realize that this is not an ordinary thing. Because yeah, she says they're all dead. It killed them, and it's like, what is it? Is it the monster? Was it the polar bear? What was it that killed these people? Hungry, hungry polar bear. Super mysterious island. Yeah, super mystery oh. island. Go. All right. So, what are a few of the things that? Eric can include just a few of the tropes, a little bit of the background settings that make Lost fun. Uh, we've, we've mentioned it's all part of the mystery, so everything you write better be part of the mystery, Eric. Okay. Everything's uh, a clue. We, 
Yep. We mentioned Drive Shaft, Charlie's band, uh, their song, You All Everybody. You, you all, all Everybody. Everybody. He also does heroin because he's in a band, uh-huh. so that's good. Uh, there's Claire, Australian. Make sure she's Australian. <laughs> Michael likes to yell his son's name. Walt! 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 <laughs> uh, you've got a gun on the island. You've got handcuffs because there was this marshal. We don't know anyone's backstory, so you can really play with that. There's a, a Labrador on the island oh. named Vincent, who was uh, Walt's dog. So somehow survived completely in place. Andrew? Yeah, so um, there was one big thing that plays into the show in the mystery is the use of these numbers. These numbers that keep popping up in, like, everything. And those numbers are 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, and 42. I mean, the, the flight was 8.15, you know. Those numbers are everything. So if you include a number, it better be one of those numbers. Uh, okay? say, it, say those numbers again. 4, Four 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. And yes, I can do it from memory because they say them so often in that show. All right. Uh, oh, man. That'll there actually be... My bonus points for you. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Start this off. My bonus points is if you can include all six of the lost numbers in your story. Great. That's challenging. Ooh, we'll do that's it. a good we'll one. We'll do it. That's great. You'll have to solve the mystery if they're actually in there or not. Oh, my goodness. So, so uh, I- any other any other bonus points? Oh, man. Um, yeah, so for me... I I, 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 you need to get Walt. Michael needs to yell Walt at some okay. point. Um, if if that's not in there, I'd, I'd be sorely, sorely disappointed. I mean, the show it does not need to focus on Michael because, to be honest, like he's probably not the most interesting character at this point. But it, just have him in there yelling Walt for some reason. All right, I'll make it easier on you because uh-huh. Marcus's is really good, but also kind of tough. All right, all right. Uh, so any questions? So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to run through my notes really fast. I'll see if I missed anything, if I got it right. Um, so what we have here is Lost, ABC's Lost. It's a mystery drama adventure mystery uh, that takes place <laughs> on an uncharted island, somewhere in the Pacific probably. Uh, yep. It's a show that <laughs> has flashbacks all over the place. So we're mostly on the island, but we flashback to people's lives beforehand. Uh, what happened was the was Oceanic Flight 815 from Sydney to Los Angeles crash landed on this uh, this island, thousands of miles off course, so nobody can find them. Uh, our main survivors are Jack, Kate, Sawyer, Hurley, Charlie, Claire, Walt, Michael, John, Locke, Rose, Sun, Jin, Boone, Shannon, Saeed, and I hate you guys. Oh my god, you nailed it. You <laughs> nailed it. That's great. It's a dark show, but there's lots of hope. There's a giant monster noise on the island. People are dying. Uh, this is the one thing I know about this show, so maybe this is a spoiler, but I can't pretend I don't know. It's a smoke monster, right? Yeah, but what is well, that? I don't know. <laughs> but what the, is that? The, there are three things I know about this show. The word smoke monster, the word <laughs> the word polar bear, and the and the word the hatch. So these are the things Ooh. I know. These are the uh, things I know. We're not going to get to the hatch. Don't worry okay. about that hatch. I'm g- it's going to be in there anyway. Okay, uh, fine. So there's this this monster that killed the pilot of the plane, but they but Jack, Kate, and Charlie managed to get the transceiver. When they go up to a tall place, they plug it in to the power source on the top of the hill, and they, uh, <laughs> they hear the signal that's been repeating for 16 years that says, help, we're all fucked. Uh, it's uh, once again a super mystery island. Everything is a clue. Everything is a mystery. Uh, <laughs> Michael Michael likes to yell Walt a lot, and that's bonus points. Walt! <laughs> uh, the numbers 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42 uh, are also important for some reason. Yep. <laughs> and uh, there's a gun on the island. There's handcuffs on the island. Uh, here, here's my big question. Uh, how, oh please! Yes. Who are the actual interesting characters? If I had to okay. choose three characters to put in a scene, who would it be? How about four, so Marcus and I can split it okay. two and two? Uh, okay, sure. fine, I can do that. All right, I'll go first. Uh, so Kate, Kate uh, is is definitely interesting. She's got a very uh, shady past. The handcuffs, the marshal, the gun. Does she have something to do with it? Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, Saeed. 
Uh, Saeed is... I mean, I think we went on to him enough. He's super cool. Super cool. Yeah, I... As far as early in the show goes, uh, John Locke becomes a favorite later on, but I'd have to say Jack and Sawyer, because they're kind of the two battling for control of the island. John Locke sits it out at the beginning, uh, so Jack and Sawyer would be the two that I'd recommend you put in there. Fantastic. Um, so as far as, I'm trying to figure out uh, what my scene could be. Uh, so, it's got to have a mystery. Yeah, so do I just do I just set it somewhere in the course of the, this pilot? Like they've crash landed and now and now we're everybody's okay, but we got to figure out the mystery. I mean, where do I put this? What's the best spot to start a story? So I think you, I, I would welcome you to do it after the events of the pilot. So okay. we found out that... We just found the transceiver, this, let's say, and heard this signal. And we know, oh no... This is a super mystery island. What are we yeah, going to do? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, right. the, the last words of the pilot episode are Charlie saying, guys, where are we? Like, they, <laughs> like it all just sinks in. Like, yep. we are in a weird, weird place. So now that these four characters that we've just described to you know that this is a weird place that's uh-huh. not at all normal, oh. how are they dealing with it? My and they God. know that... This woman has been broadcasting this signal for 16 years. Like, do they have any hope? Like, where are they at? What is happening All right. right at that moment? And I'll, I'll give you one last note here, uh-huh. Eric. Uh, if you need to use any sort of mysterious organization, call it the Dharma Initiative. That'll make you feel like a real Lost fan. Um, okay. Also, you should probably get a Dharma Initiative tattoo. Sure. Uh, is there yep. also a Greg Initiative? <laughs> if they would have gotten Bad season joke. seven, I think that's what they were setting up. That'd be a hell of a payoff. It's Bad. a it's <laughs> been Dharma and Greg the whole time. Oh my god! Oh, oh, that's the pet polar right. bear. I, I think I <laughs> he's the polar bear. No, all right. I think I got everything I need. I, I'm gonna go try to write this thing. So wish me luck, and I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be back. Good luck. I'll be back when I'm done. Enjoy it. Hey folks, while Eric is off writing, we'd like to make a quick request. If you enjoy the podcast, please support us by subscribing and get a new episode for free every Sunday. While you're at it, you might consider rating us as well. We like positive reviews, so if you have something nice to say, please say it. If you don't like the show, well, pretend you're writing a sham fiction of a positive review and get yourself a little writing exercise out of it. Sounds like fun. Alright, thanks for listening, and let's get back to the show. All right, so Eric is off in writing land, creating his masterpiece in the Lost Verse, and now we're going to make some predictions as to what perhaps he may be writing. So, Marcus, what's something that you secretly want him to do, or what do you think we're ex- what are you expecting to to to, to hear you know, here? The thing I know about Eric is that he really loves mysteries, but he loves solving the mysteries. And so, <laughs> as much as we've told him that it's all part of the mystery. I think he's going to give us an answer to something. I think he's going to oh. going to come up with an answer. That, that's what I want to see. That, I want to see an answer that we don't get till maybe season seven of Lost. Oh my gosh, that's quite presumptive of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that would granted be great. there are only six seasons of Lost, but uh, that's, <laughs> like, that's my secret. Yeah, like if he does the smoke monster, like he answers what the smoke monster is. Like, yeah. what the heck? What, what um, the chemical composition of it is. I just want some <laughs> really good detail. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, so for me, um, I think I, I hope we mentioned Charlie enough because I want some drive shaft. He he responded to drive shaft when we brought it up. So I, I think hope. Eric just likes the words drive shaft. <laughs> I think he does. I think you're right. So if we get a <laughs> you all everybody, I'll be pretty happy. Um, uh, or just anything from Charlie and Charlie's heroin addicted good goodness. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited because last you could go absolutely anywhere. And I can't wait to see what Eric did on that. All right, let's bring him back in and see what he did. Oh, guys, I did it. I did it. I wrote Lost. Lost has been written. My drive shaft has been lubed. We're ready to go. (laughs) What's so funny? Nothing. Go ahead. Nothing. Nothing at all. 
All right, all right. So, um, so, 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 how is this gonna work? Should I just dive right into my piece of fiction here? Oh, please, don't leave us hanging, man. Let's do well, it. Well, there's gonna be a word of warning. First of all, before I begin, to say that I yes, I am going to be doing voices in my performance, and oh, no, good. they're not going to be good. <laughs> so, uh, or to any of our or accurate, it, that's the point. If there are any of our listening audience who feels that my uh, Iraqi Saeed doesn't actually sound Iraqi at all and sounds more like Sala from Raiders, uh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. All right, well, as long as it's okay Sala. with you, Andrew. The okay. more the more characters that sound like Sala, the better in my book. So it's it's all good. It's all John Reese Davies from here on out. If it slips into Gimli, ain't no problem. <laughs> all right, let's do this, Eric. Uh, okay. <clears throat> all right, here we Gosh, go. Gosh, that's good radio, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> and begin. The survivors of Oceanic Flight 815 had taken shelter in the shadow of the hill. Several fires had been lit, and many small animals were now roasting on sticks over the flames. This was mostly thanks to the skill of John Locke, who insisted that his prowess with a sling was something every boy had learned growing up, well, wherever John Locke had come from. (laughs) Kate didn't trust him, or the fact that he had slipped back off into the woods after delivering the bounty. Then again... She didn't trust anything about this island. She was tired. Ever since they had found the wreckage of the cockpit, she hadn't been able to sleep more than a few hours a night. This last night, she had awoken on four separate occasions, soaked in sweat, a set of mysterious symbols floating back and forth through her mind. Walt! Walt! (laughs) Michael began shouting from the far end of the camp at the very bottom of the hill. Kate turned to watch as the older man scrambled through the underbrush and erupted from the forest near Charlie and Hurley's campfire. Michael looked frantic, and Vincent began barking from the other end of camp. Michael shouted, Walt! again, before Hurley stood to calm him. Obviously, the young boy had wandered off again. She turned back to the mystery box that she held in her hand. It was difficult to see up there at the top of the hill, but the moon was bright. It was a small black cube inlaid with the same symbols that were hauntingly familiar to Kate. She turned it a few times in her hand, wondering how it had ended up in the wreckage of the cockpit. Kate, said a voice from behind. She turned. It was Jack, looking a bit haggard, like they all did, but the stubble on his face suited him. She quickly pocketed the cube. You didn't want to eat? he asked. I'm not really one for rats, she responded, uncrossing (laughs) her legs and standing. Well, there may not be much choice for a while, he said wryly. Well, I'm not holding out for a three-star restaurant, Jack. I'm just not hungry. (laughs) He stepped towards her and put a reassuring hand on her shoulder. Okay, just take care of yourself. I will. What's happened to Walt? She asked, turning to look down the hill at Michael and Hurley by the fire. Jack shrugged. You know how kids are, he said simply. (laughs) It's dangerous out there, Jack. Michael is right to be worried. Whatever killed the pilot hasn't been seen or heard in 16 days, Jack finished for her. (laughs) Yeah, she agreed. And I don't like it. I'm telling you, we have to stay the hell away from that thing, said a loud voice from the opposite side of the hill. Kate and Jack turned away from the bright camp towards the dark shadow of the other slope. They could just barely distinguish the shirtless form of Sawyer gesticulating (laughs) with his arms as he followed Saeed out of the jungle. Come on now, put it down, shouted Sawyer. Saeed ignored him and approached Kate and Jack. Whoa, Sawyer, what's got you riled up? Jack called down the hill. Saeed answered for him. We found where the signal was coming from. As he approached the top of the hill, and the light from below, Kate noticed that Saeed was carrying the radio transceiver, which was strapped around his shoulder with a bit of canvas. Yeah, we! More like John Locke found it and we found him! Said Sawyer as they crested the hill and stopped in front of Kate and Jack. Saeed, you're talking about the distress signal? Probed Kate. Yes, he responded, shifting the transceiver so that she could see it clearly. 
I removed the rubber coating from the few wires to intrude static to the signal. Everything under 42 hertz is completely washed out, unless the transceiver is pointed directly at the source. So, I just followed the strong signal until I reached the origin. Smart, mused Kate. Smart my ass, Sawyer said. <laughs> I followed him out there to make sure he didn't do anything stupid, like lead that monster right back to camp. And then we get to this giant, I, I don't know, tower sticking out of the ground. It was not a tower, Saeed corrected. Well, what the hell do you call it then? Spat Sawyer. <laughs> Saeed turned and spoke to Kate. It was uh, an obelisk, he said gravely. A huge Ooh. black monolith at the bottom of a great basin. <laughs> like some giant goddamn ancient satellite dish or something, Sawyer added. Jack cut in. You mentioned John Locke was there? Yeah, standing there with that kid, what's his name, replied Sawyer. Both of them with their hands on the damn thing. Walt? said Kate. What the hell is John Locke doing out there with Walt? We asked the same question, said Saeed. He said that they were hunting, and then he handed me this. Saeed reached into his pocket and pulled out a small black cube inlaid with symbols, just barely visible in the moonlight. A shiver went up Kate's spine. Locke had this? she asked, inching closer, absent-mindedly feeling the identical cube that lay hidden in her pants pocket. He had twenty-three of them, Saeed said, with a tone of awe in his voice. I told you not to touch the thing! said Sawyer, who was now pacing back and forth behind Saeed. John Locke says he found them scattered all around the tower. Obelisk, whatever. Who knows what they are? Jack cut in. Kate knows. Kate's eyes widened, and she turned to Jack. What? You've got one in your pocket, he said calmly. <laughs> you found it in the cockpit. What? said Saeed. And you picked it up too? said Sawyer, incredulous. Is everyone out of their goddamn minds? <laughs> Kate felt cornered. She took a step away from the men. I, I don't know what it is, Jack. Jack nodded, but pressed the issue. I think you've got a better idea than the three of us. Kate didn't know what to make of this. Yes, she knew the symbols. She'd known them since before her earliest memory. Why they were here on this island was another thing entirely. Kate shut her mouth and stared at Jack, pleading with her eyes. She took a steadying breath. <sighs> Jack? I don't know what these things are. Let's ask John Locke. To Kate, it seemed that Jack sensed her unease before giving her a slight nod. He turned to the other men. <sighs> Said, could you go let Michael know where his son is? And take a closer look at that cube, will you? Let us know if you figure out what it is. Saeed nodded and took off down the hill. Don't bring it to camp, man! Drop it! shouted Sawyer, who then rounded on Jack. You're gonna get us all killed, Jack. If Kate found one of these things where the monster attacked, then for all we know, the monster's attracted to it! Sawyer, said Jack steadily. Kate had it for weeks, and we haven't been attacked. That doesn't mean... Sawyer, Jack cut in. <laughs> this whole island... This whole island is a mystery. We're completely in the dark here, and we don't know the rules of this place. If there's a monster out to get us, we're not going to stop it by sitting on our hands and doing nothing. We're going to have to accept that the only way we're going to get out of this mess is by taking risks. Sawyer stared Jack down for a few moments, then said in a calm voice, You do whatever you want, Jack. But when these people start getting picked off one by one, they'll know who to blame. And I'm sure you'll be happy to tell them, replied Jack. Sawyer turned and stalked away after Saeed towards the bright fires of camp. Kate and Jack watched them go. They're numbers, Jack, said Kate, not looking at him. She watched as Saeed reached Michael and delivered the news of his son's location. Michael stood from his seat next to Hurley and blundered off into the woods again. Sawyer made a wild gesture with his arms and followed the man, no doubt, no doubt trying to keep him out of trouble. Numbers? Jack asked. She continued to watch the camp, though she could feel his gaze on her face. On the cube. 
She had taken it out of her pocket and was now absent-mindedly turning it in her hands. One for each face. Six total. All numbers. <laughs> she handed the cube over to Jack, who took it and inspected it. These don't look like numbers to me, Kate. They're not from around here, she said quietly. Well, what are the numbers? asked Jack, trying another tactic. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two, she chanted, and Whoa. walked off down the hill towards the campfires. Woo! Whoa! Yay! And that's that. Oh, oh man. That's exciting. Can you write Lost. another six seasons? <laughs> and a movie. <sighs> you know, it can't be that hard, right? <laughs> Somebody's done it. <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm going to jump on that. You made it look easy because you did really well. I'm going to start off right off the bat by immediate reaction just how close you got to some of these characters. Uh, the oh. one that I want to point out the most, because it's the one that tickled me the most, is Sawyer. You nailed Sawyer so well. And the dynamic wow. between him and Saeed, mm-hmm. perfect. Just absolutely perfect. Like, yeah. that's how they talk. I, I was like, is, did, did he steal this script from the show? I don't remember this episode. <laughs> like, it was it was really good with those two. I really dug it. What about you, Marks? What do you think? Uh, yeah, so it's like I was transported back to college. <laughs> Watching Lost again. Uh, really, really well done on the voices, by the way. I, I was I was mostly, I think, impressed with Saeed. Uh, not necessarily his voice, but the portrayal of him. I, mm-hmm. the, the, the practicality of making do, stripping the wires to get to the heart of the signal is something that would be perfectly in line with anything that we see on Lost. It's, it's kind of that Robinson Crusoe ingenuity through and through. Sure. And Saeed was excellent at that, so I really appreciate it. You getting technical there. All right, uh, all right. Also, got to say, you mentioned seven characters, which well done for getting so many members of the island in such a brief amount of time. Oh, I could, I totally could have done more too. Oh, eight if you count Vincent. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> which true. you should. Which you should. The heart of the show, I'm sure. <laughs> he definitely doesn't get killed. Right, right, guys. Dog, <laughs> dog survives. Uh, no comment. Yeah. Oh. that's part of the mystery, my my friend. It's all part of the mystery. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, how was this for you? What What was the process like? Um, this I, This was tricky. This took me a while. I mean, I had to sit down a few times to try to get this thing written. Because the first uh, first couple times I tried tackling it, I had this uh, this horrible tendency um, where I kept thinking about all these these questions. I'm just like, ooh, there's a polar bear on the island. Why is there a polar bear? Like, ooh, this smoke monster. What's the deal with that? And as I was trying to write, I realized I was like, I was answering these questions. Like, I was I was creating a story. Like, it started silly. I wanted to write a story to explain that where the polar bear came from. Like somebody on the island starts growing white fur and turning into a werebear. <laughs> oh my goodness! And two things I realized: well, that's no good. That solves a mystery, and and that's not good. And two, uh, it's silly and funny. <laughs> so I had to <laughs> be serious and and uh, and uh, create more mysteries. Like like just dig myself deeper into the mystery pit. And that's a hard. It's not. It's not in me. It's not a normal tendency for me. So it was tricky, but fun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I just that's that's interesting that you do that because you look at this and we you know we're writing fan fiction. You know that's 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 the idea here. So one thing that struck me about this piece is that it didn't like if someone were to write write fan fiction about Lost, I I don't know if this would be it because like mm-hmm. you said it, I think the fan fiction part of it would answer questions. You know, like you would be like I'm going to write this like as a fan and I I'm going to come up with a better answer for the smoke monster question, you know? And that was something that Marcus and I talked about in the prediction segment is that we thought you were going to embrace this the power of the fan fiction to answer questions. So it's interesting oh. that you were trying not to do that. 
No, it um, felt it felt disingenuous. It felt uh, it felt not lost. Like from everything you guys told me, it's that it's an endless uh, collection of mysteries on top of mysteries. And I just, I wanted to create a mystery. I thought that's what would be fun. That would that's what would make it feel more like the show. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. No, I think you're right on there. So uh, as we move into our kind of critiques here, I, I'll, I'll uh, reveal my bonus points. And the first one that I had as a secret bonus point or a little discussion was that I thought you were going to try to solve a mystery, but I still have to give you credit for it because you you decided not to, and that was the right choice. Uh, Plus, you did tell us how we found the root of the signal, uh, which in a way was you set up your own mystery and solved it. That's true. That's true. I got to give you a lot of credit here. I think uh, the prose was pretty strong. You had... A lot of characters defined your voices helped, but just through their dialogue, you did a good job of separating and making the characters distinct. They had their distinct drives, and they weren't overpowering. And uh, just simple things that you, you caught the atmosphere of the island, saying that they're in the shelter of uh, a large hill, that they're hunting for small animals. These types of things were really, really good steps. So overall, I'm, uh, I'm very impressed with what you did here. Andrew, oh, thank you. Yeah, so my bonus points before we went in, the ones that we talked about, were Walt. Yeah, Michael yelling Walt. Walt! And, and And I think I counted Walt! three of them. Walt! You got uh, it. <laughs> so I was, I was very pleased. And they were right at the beginning, so I was tickled pink from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so in terms of my own critique, like I said, this felt like... It's so crazy that you got this. Like you wrote such an accurate portrayal of the feel of these of the show yeah. and the characters, as Marcus said. Like, holy cow! Like, <laughs> it was so close that it felt like a spec. It was like this is here's Eric writing a spec story for Lost, and he's never seen a damn episode of it. So, <laughs> I I was it felt you know like even though these mysteries that you set up regarding the the, the obelisk and everything you know. Uh, spoiler alert! This—that's not what happens in the show. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but uh, but uh, it felt like of it, it could have happened. Like if this was if we if we said still had seasons of Lost, an obelisk maybe could have shown up at some point. You know, like if that was still happening. So Great. yeah, I, I'm with Marcus. This was really really cool. A little a lot a lot different than I was expecting, but I was pleasantly surprised. Sure, sure. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, uh, I appreciate the feedback. Anything I could have done uh, stronger? I, I think, uh, from my point of view, you probably could have gotten into the heart of the story a little bit sooner. I know you were doing the Walt stuff to please us, uh, but <laughs> once, yes. once Saeed and Sawyer showed up, that conflict really started going, and from that point I, I was hooked. Uh, mm-hmm. So that would be the only small criticism I'd have on this one. I, I was just really uh intrigued and just the the way that you mimicked loss was really good so i guess andrew do you have anything to say in terms of critique there other i think it's just personal preference you know like a a part of me really wanted this to be more fan fiction based more you know um answering mysteries or uh, uh, like i kept I, i wondered you know after the fact like what about this scene would somebody that you know is actually writing fan fiction about this want to dive in because it felt just like you know again like a scene in this in of the of, of, of sure, the show sure that i was kind of disappointed in some aspects and but you know again this was really solid that I, we didn't get something that maybe was like why this particular moment gotcha. and I was, so that was interesting to me again I, I understand what you were going for but it was like it's interesting that he chose this moment this type of moment to tell yeah, no, and I realized reading back through before this um, that it's like I wrote a a play. You know, this is a this is a stage scene. This is uh, two characters sitting in one location, not moving, and other characters enter and exit through the course of it. And if it was really in the show, what maybe I should have done was like, oh, why don't we follow Sawyer and Saeed as they discover the obelisk, so they don't have to tell it. So sure. we, we show instead of tell. So that's one thing I grappled with. I'm like, oh, God, do I quickly rewrite it right before we, we do the episode? And then I decided, nah, screw it. We're fine. And uh, now next time when we do Lost Season 2, yes, <laughs> I will uh, be more prepared. But uh, I appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much. 
uh, and thank everybody for listening. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Well, before we go, though, we got to give you your, your final score. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you could just, guess. just sneak Thought away without sneak. getting that. <laughs> oh, fine. Fine. Uh, Here, I thought I got the bonus points. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I did good. Let's go. So, Let's go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you did get my bonus points of using all the numbers. And so uh, because I was so pleased and you gave me a mystery that got me hooked. It made me feel like I was watching Lost again. Uh, I'm going to give you five out of six of the numbers. That's a, that's a very high score for me. Five so, out of six? That's good. Yeah, five out of six of the numbers. You get uh-huh. uh, everything but 42. Oh, but that's the... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to say... Uh, so you only yelled Walt three times, but I think the quality <laughs> of this piece added an additional one for a four out of five Walt. Um, nice. I, I will, I, I, I want to mention this, so in the prediction segment, I was really, really hoping that you were going to have Charlie as part of the scene. Um, that was kind of my secret bonus point for this, uh-huh. um, because again, you just kind of latched onto the drive shaft thing a little bit, <laughs> oh, so I, I was... Uh, I wanted to add it. I couldn't find a place for it. <laughs> it's I, okay. I, it would have been too funny. I, I would have enjoyed it too much, so it had to go. <laughs> <laughs> it would have bumped you up to five waltz, uh, but... That's okay. Still pretty good. You did a great job. So uh, where can people find the show nowadays? Like now that it's not on on ABC. Yeah. So Lost right now is available for Netflix customers. I I was about to say for free, but you have to pay for Netflix. So it's not free. But you can pay for Netflix. Utility, basic living expense. (laughs) (laughs) So it is on Netflix and then, you you know, available for sale everywhere else, Amazon. But uh, if you're a Netflix subscriber, check it out there. Fantastic. If this this tickled your fancy at all, uh, find more mysteries watching the original Lost show, and there will be more scene changes. Uh, Do I I get to watch it now? You can watch season one. Go crazy. Okay. Okay. Season one. Don't go further than that. that. All right. All right, all right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, I'm going to sign off for real this time, uh, and we'll uh, we'll check, check you out on the next episode, which is up online right now. Woo! Go, go, go! Sham Fiction is produced by Two Jackets Productions, which is Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Special thanks to Reed Reimer for providing the music. For a full list of episodes and to read this week's fiction, visit shamfiction.com. Follow us on Twitter at shamfiction, and please, don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Sham Fiction. Write what you don't know. <laughs>